If you're a solo entrepreneur who blogs for your business, then you're going to love today's topic. We're using Orbit Media's recent blogging survey results to talk about what is working to improve your blog's performance in 2022. Hopefully, this information will help you increase the effectiveness of your marketing, maximize your productivity, and identify which blogging tasks to keep and which ones to dump. Ready? We sure are. Let's go. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello friend and welcome to episode 86 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. You know, in my 25 plus years of marketing, I've learned that lots of businesses do not measure their marketing. Oh, the horror, right? <laughs> I'm still stuck on, I don't believe you in 25 plus years. You're not <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that goes for personal brands, successful entrepreneurs, small businesses, and even big corporations. Lots of them do not measure their marketing. So if you don't track your metrics, you're not alone. Tracking takes time and it can be an afterthought, especially for solopreneurs who don't have a team or the time to do the analysis. And the shame of it is that then you don't really know what's working or what to do less of. Thankfully, you can leverage research and other people's experiences to guide your own business decisions. Case in point is Orbit Media's 2021 annual blogging survey, which tracks trends in blogging and content marketing. This year, they had over a thousand responses from individual bloggers who are typically LinkedIn users, B2B marketers, and people in the United States. It's their eighth year doing the survey and gathering insights. The results came out in September or October, so the info was really fresh. And that's why we thought it'd be a cool idea to talk about what they found. So whether you're just starting out with blogging or you've been at it a while, there are some high level takeaways and action items that you can discover from the survey. Our goal is to share what's working with you so that you can modify your content strategy and improve the performance of your business blog. And with that, let's dive in. The first takeaway is to try blogging formats other than just how-to posts. Why? Because although how-to posts are the most used, most popular content format, they are also the least effective. The survey showed an inverse correlation between the popularity of a blogging format and strong results. In other words, the less popular, less used blogging formats were the ones that were the most effective. The survey found that the top three most popular blogging formats were how-to articles, list posts, and guides and eBooks. However, the formats that performed the best were roundups and gated content, which bloggers reported were the least popular formats to use. Like my mind is so totally blown at the stat. 
Well, I suspect that the roundup posts perform best because they tend to highlight a lot of people or brands who then end up sharing the content with their audiences. So basically, roundup content probably gets promoted more and therefore consumed more, which makes it more effective. Gated content was the second best performer, which also makes sense to me. It requires people to take an action, such as providing contact information before they get access to your content. So by design, gated content generates leads. And if someone is willing to give something to gain access, they tend to be a warmer, more relevant lead. So if you aren't using gated content, consider it as well. Whether it's roundup posts, gated content, or another format, don't be afraid to branch out into other blogging formats to improve your business's blog performance. Okay, the next takeaway from the survey is to use 10 or more visuals per blog post. Almost half of the respondents reported using two to three images per post, but the bloggers who used 10 or more visuals per post reported better results. And it's a noticeable difference in the results. 20% of the bloggers who used two to three images reported strong results. However, 42% of the bloggers who used more than 10 images reported strong results. That's more than double. And that's not a surprise since people prefer visual content. It's easier to consume, so they'll be drawn to blogs that use more images. The point, include more visuals to improve blog performance. Yes, creating images is time-consuming, but recently we gave you a lot of image creation shortcuts to make this task manageable and sustainable. So no excuses. All right, moving on. You already know that creating amazing, unique content isn't enough anymore. You must promote your content to drive traffic to it so that people consume it. So what promotion strategy works best? Well, the survey found that although influencer outreach is the least popular promotion strategy, it's the most likely to drive results. That's why influencer outreach or collaboration is the third tip for better blog performance. 90% of the respondents use social media to drive traffic to their content, but they report that it's the least effective strategy. Only 10% use influencer outreach or collaboration, even though both of those achieve the best outcomes by far. Those numbers make sense though. Content promotion on social media is easy. Reaching out to influencers or collaborating with them is much more work in comparison. I mean, take us for example. We know that we should reach out to the people and brands who we mention in the podcast, but do we? We haven't. We've been bad about content promotion and we've been totally transparent about that fact. (laughs) So we're paying attention to this advice as well. By the way, I feel like it's a win if you simply promote your blog content more, no matter what the method. I agree. If you're not getting the word out about your blog, do that. If you already do that, then consider the influencer angle as a potential way to get more traffic. The next tip is no surprise, and that is to research keywords so that your blog content is optimized for getting found in search engines. The survey found that most bloggers do some keyword research, although only 27% do it for every post. But the bloggers who perform keyword research 100% of the time 
report better results. There was a direct correlation between keyword research and improved blog performance. I've seen that in my own blog too, and we've seen it with the podcast blog. When you create content for what people are searching for, you're going to get more website traffic and brand visibility. However, I will point out that there are times when you may write a post for reasons other than traffic or lead generation. For example, let's say you have a branded process or framework that you created, or you have an idea to share. You may write for authority or thought leadership rather than for getting discovered in search engines. Or you may intentionally choose a topic that isn't popular in search because you know your existing community would enjoy it. We do that for the podcast sometimes. Exactly. Just know that when you're blogging for SEO and traffic, you want to research keywords to improve blog performance. And that leads me right into the fifth tip. If you are blogging to attract more website visitors, be sure to optimize your content for search engines. 71% of the bloggers reported that search engines are the most important traffic source in 2021. The next most important traffic source is social media at 56%, which actually declined from 2020. And 42% say email marketing. And almost half, that's 49% or so, of the respondents report getting traffic and attracting visitors as the biggest challenge. So if you have time for only one tactic for driving website traffic, you may want to focus on search engine optimization. Optimizing your content for search goes beyond keyword research. We've already covered some suggestions previously, so I'll link to that content in the show notes and on the blog. I love this next suggestion since it's something that I focused on in 2021, and that's updating your old blog posts. An increasing amount of content marketers are investing in updating old content instead of writing new articles only, and I'm one of them. The survey found that bloggers who embrace this strategy are nearly three times more likely to report strong results. Updating your old posts means making sure the sources you mentioned are current, checking that the links still work, adding more relevant information, optimizing the content to get found in search engines, making the content more robust and including more visuals, and refreshing your coverage of the topic if necessary. I'm rebranding my old Smartbird social website to theminimalmarketer.com, so I've spent a huge amount of time this year updating my old blog posts. The revision process can be less time-consuming than writing a new post, but it really depends. Like in Megan's case, for example, it's taking a long time since she's overhauling the whole site with a new design, as well as updating very old blog content. Generally speaking, though, you'll only be updating your old blog posts. So to make updating manageable, no surprise, plan for it. <laughs> for example, I'm updating old blog content every other week between new posts. There's a reposting schedule for that so I know what's coming up and when it's due. Additionally, I have a simple checklist that I run each post through, whether it's new or old. It includes the items that Megan outlined a bit ago, but it's more defined with a few extra items that are specific to particular plugins that I have. But having a schedule and a checklist is super helpful because it helps me stay consistent with my editing and updating. 
It prevents me from missing steps and it saves me time. So the moral of the story is to make updating old blog posts easier, plan. Yes, it takes time, but that's time well spent. So true. It's worth the work though. In my case, some of my blog posts are on page one of Google or have dropped to page two. So it's a smart investment of my time since some of these older posts have performed well and they'll perform even better after I update them. Other posts that I have are hurting my metrics though and they need to be ditched or redirected. And how do I know that? Analysis, which brings me to the final tip, which is to analyze your results. No surprise there. None whatsoever. (laughs) The survey found that the majority of bloggers checked their analytics at least some of the time. And that's great news because you need to understand what's working and what's not working in order to blog more effectively. That said, only 29% always check their analytics. But always checking is a worthwhile effort since measuring results correlates with more success according to this group. I'll admit that I fall into the category of the 26% of bloggers who usually check analytics. I don't necessarily deep dive into the metrics of every single post. However, I do check overall analytics weekly for the most part. And that analysis is important since it guides my future marketing choices. So to improve your blog performance next year, be sure to add analysis into your daily, weekly, or monthly schedule. Out of all the tips we've reviewed here, we both think that this is a non-negotiable one. You've got to know how your blog content is performing. Blogging without the analysis won't be nearly as effective. There's no substitution for measuring your own results since your business is unique. All right, three very important things before we go. First, we'd like to give a big shout out to Orbit Media for doing and sharing the annual blogging survey. There's so much good info provided, so check out the full survey results yourself since we didn't have time to cover everything. The link is in the show notes. Second, if you need strategy and planning help for your blog, download the free content strategy from Scratch Workbook and the Daily Achievers Weekly Action Planner. There are links in the show notes. Third, the Messy Desk Podcast is taking a break for the holidays. We will return January 19th with episode 87. We wish you a very happy, healthy holiday season. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you want to show us a little New Year love. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you on January 19th. Nope, I didn't say that right at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we're stuck. The needle's stuck right here. We do that for the podcast. Podcast? (laughs) Podcast?